teach us and make your word plain to us this morning in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you because um, your word that will come forth, we will mix with faith in our hearts. We will run with it. Uh, we will apply it and will become better and closer to you in Jesus' name. Amen. Good morning once again and welcome to Start Your Day Right with the Lord. And this morning, I'm going to be sharing, hopefully briefly with us, and I'm going to trust God to speak to us individually. I was looking at a scripture in Ephesians chapter 4, a familiar scripture to all of us. He says in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 11, um, let me change the version Ephesians. Okay, let me just go ahead with the uh, amplified version. It says, and his gifts were varied. He himself appointed and gave men to us some to be opposed to, special messengers, some prophets, inspired preachers, and expounders, some evangelists, preachers of the gospel, traveling missionaries, some pastors, shepherd of his flocks and teachers. His intention was the perfecting and the full equipping of the saints, his consecrated people, that they should do the work of the ministry towards building up Christ's body, that's the church, that it might develop until we all attain oneness in the faith and in the comprehension of the full and accurate knowledge of the Son of God, that we might arrive at really matured manhood, the completeness of personality, which is nothing less than the standard height of Christ's own perfection, the measure of our status of the fullness of the Christ and the completeness found in him. And um, find this amplified classic. So all the grammar here, uh, we can see in King James that we are used to. It, it, it is um, that that God has given to us. Uh, he gave some apostles, some prophets, and some evangelists, some pastors, and all that. But the interesting aspect I'm trying to bring out this morning is this. He said he gave them for the perfecting of the saints. So the saints are not yet perfect. So they are working towards perfection. So he, God himself is interested in perfecting the saints. He said for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. He says till we all come to the unity. That means we are going somewhere. Another version says they will all attain. That means we are moving somewhere unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God unto a perfect man. We are not yet perfect. We are moving somewhere unto the measure of the status of the fullness of Christ. There's a fullness of Christ that we need to attain. He said that we henceforth be no more children, tossed to and fro and carried about by every wind of doctrine, by the sledge of men, cunning craftiness, whereby they lie in wait to deceive. He said, we should no more be children 
tossed to and fro. So if we are no more children, that means we should have grown. We should grow to maturity. In First Peter two two, it, it says, "Like newborn babes, we should desire the sincere milk of the word, that we may grow thereby. That we may grow thereby. The purpose there is growth." And the way to get the growth is by desiring the word. The purpose in this Ephesians 4 from 11, the purpose why he is saying this is so that we attain maturity, so that we grow, so that we increase, so that we attain a particular level. So because he wants us to attain that fullness of Christ, he wants us to grow to that unity in faith. He wants us to increase. Because of that, he gave us pastors, apostles, prophets, teachers, evangelists. But what is the purpose? To grow us. To grow us. So growth is important when it comes to our Christian life. Growth is important. It's something that God is interested in. It's something that God wants to happen in our life by time. So he says he wants us to grow. Imagine you give birth to a child and feeding the child three months down the line, the size is still the same. Feeding the child four months, six months down the line, giving the child uh, the necessary diet, the necessary meals. And yet the child is not increasing, is not growing. You will be worried. Because one of the reasons why you, you are feeding the child is because you expect that child to grow. So growth is important and is also at, the, at God's mind for us as Christians, for us as believers. For us as Christians, for us as believers. So he gave this ones to us so that we will grow. We will know, we will shift, we will move. So if there is no growth, there is a problem because that's not the desire of God. But what is growth in itself? Growth is simply a process of increase, a process of increasing something. Either you are increasing by height, you are increasing by size, you are increasing by amount, you are increasing by degree. But growth has to do with addition. Growth has to do with addition. And growth can happen anyhow. It can either happen intentionally or it can be coincidence, coincidental, rather. So you can be intentional about growth. Take, for example, plants. You go around the street walking, then you see bush parts. There is growth. A seed or something fell down there and the bush started growing. The, the weeds there, they started growing and they will continue to grow. They might not be pruned. They might not be well managed, but they are growing. But there's also an intentional part of growing. Even that same weed can be pruned one can be intentional about it such that they give it a design. They take time to always prune it and it brings out a beauty 
Why? Because one is intentional about that growth. So if God has given us pastors, given us evangelists, given us apostles, given us teachers, he, he is intentional about our growth. If he's saying to us uh, as new born babe, what I want you to do is for you to desire this. In the place of desire, it, it's, you have been intentional about the product, which is the growth of the activity, studying of the word. So when it comes to growth, it, it, we have to be intentional about it. That means we should be able to monitor our growth. I'm talking today about our spiritual growth. For you to be able to know that you have grown, you will be you, you would have known where you are at at the moment. And then two months, three months, six months down the line, you should be able to say, I have moved from this place to this other place. Growth is a process of increase. If it's a process, then that means it's not something that happens just like that, boom. It's not something that is instant. It's something that takes a while, that takes time, that uh, uh, has a, 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 a time frame between where you are at and where you want to be or where you are now. That's when you can say that you have grown. That means growth can be measured. Growth can be measured. So those two key words, when it comes to growth, are process and increase. Process and increase. It says growth is a process of increase. And when something is increasing, that you know it's an addition. When something is increasing, you know it's an addition. Addition in size, addition in amount, addition in degree. <clears throat> so when it comes to your spiritual life, there should be an addition. You should not have stunted growth. You should be able to say, I have moved in the last two months. I have moved in the last four months. I have moved in the last one year. I have increased spiritually. You should be able to ascertain that there has been a change. There has been a change. It says we are supposed to attend to the fullness of Christ. We are supposed to grow to unity. These things are things that can be measured. Your spiritual growth can be measured and you should measure it. You should be intentional about it. You should be intentional about it. You know your present position and then you work on it and then you get to the other position. Why are you working on it? He said growth is a process. And when you talk about process, process talks about series of actions or series of steps that is taken to achieve a particular end. That means you would have a particular end in hand. You will have where you are going to. You are, like we have faith projects. We should have a, a spiritual growth project. I want to work on this part. I want to work on this part. I want to do this. Ephesians says that, that we may grow to the fullness of Christ, to the unity of faith. There is an end. There is where God intends us to get to. So because of that, he supplied some 
people to be able to teach us so that we can get to that end. So what are you doing about your spiritual growth? Is, do you see it like you see faith projects? Do you take time to look at some part of your life and say to yourself that I need to grow in this aspect? I need to grow in this aspect. I need to grow in this aspect. You know, there are uh, 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 various aspects that we can work on. But the truth is, if we are not intentional about it, we might not be able to give direction to that growth. We might just be like the weeds that grow at its own time and it's not prune, it's not calculated. You just assume that you will grow. And one day, fine, you'll have found out that you have grown, but because it's not calculated, the rate at which you'll have grown, if you had been intentional or if you had put your uh, effort in a particular direction, would have been will be different from how you have grown now. Hallelujah. So God is interested in our growth. Is interested in we growing spiritually. Is interested. It's not enough uh, for just one day, like you reckon, just happen and you say, Ah, I have grown. Fine, you have room, but it's not enough. But you'll have done better if you are intentional about it. God intentionally placed the pastors, the teachers, because he wanted a particular result for us in our spiritual work with him. So there are some things, there are some processes. You also have to in, be intentional about some things in your life to be able to attain some certain level of spirituality. One of the things I, I, I see interesting here is uh, in Philippians. You know, I just said steps, some of the things you, you can do, some of the things you can put to practice that will help you to grow. In Philippians chapter 3, Verse 13 and 14, Paul was talking here. He says, brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended. So one of the things you need to do for growth, don't think that you have arrived. Don't settle for where you are presently. Are you praying for 30 hours a day where we have 24 hours? Don't settle for it. Are you praying for 30 minutes a day? Don't settle for it. Don't count yourself to have arrived when it comes to spiritual things. As much as Paul did, as effective as he was in his ministry, touching so many lives and doing so much, he said, I count not myself to have apprehended. Once you believe that you have arrived spiritually, once you believe that you are there spiritually, once you believe that you have attained spiritually, you will not desire to grow. The chances that you will grow will be limited. If you look back, like I do at times, I remember when I was in school, I thought I knew it all. In fact, I had a roommate that would tell me that 
all the messages, all the new messages that comes in from abroad, that they come to my doorstep. Because there was nothing he was going to ask that I didn't have solution or answers to. But it was based on the background I was coming from, from Lagos. So I had, it was like I was a local champion. But looking back today, I discovered I didn't know anything. I discovered that there were a lot of things that were, I, I even misinterpreted. You know, at times, Reverend would teach us and begin to throw light into some things. And then you will be like, wow, for 10 years, for 15 years, we have believed, so to speak, in quotes, that lie. We have believed that interpretation. Now, assume that we sat down with that interpretation and say that we have arrived, that we have what arrived, that we have apprehended, we have gotten hold of what we wanted. There will never have been a room for us to open up for more. So don't say to yourself that you have arrived. Don't say to yourself that you have apprehended. At no point you should you be satisfied with your spiritual level. At no point should you be satisfied with whatever situation uh, or whatever stage you are in your Christian work with God. At no stage should you be satisfied. Paul said that I don't count myself to have apprehended, irrespective of what I've done. He said, but I do one thing. I forget, forgetting those things which are behind forgetting those things which are behind we need to learn to forget we need to learn to forget we need to learn to forget because as long as you keep romancing your last victory you will not look out for another as long as you sit comfortably you will just be like the children of israel that god had to tell them you have tarried on this mountain too long you just tarry with the last victory, the last blessing, the last success. You just tarry. I try to wear this mentality. If something happened to me spiritually, the next thing I'm thinking is if this can happen, then there is more. Because the tendency as humans is for you to come around that supernatural act that has happened around you. You pray for somebody and the person is healed and the person had, has had headache. Don't just go sitting with that and say, man, I just lay hands on him and then the headache went off. Fine, testimonies are beautiful. But let that spoil you up and say, if I can lay hands and headache can go, then I can lay hands for other chronic diseases. I can lay hands on an ulcer patient, I can lay hands on a cancer patient and it will go. He said, I forget those things that are past. Once it is done, once it is achieved, it's now in the past. So you forget your blessings eh, so that you can attain another. You forget your spiritual experiences. You forget your past mistakes because at times our past mistakes, they hold us down. You say to yourself, I messed up. You say to yourself, I didn't do it well. You say to yourself, where I am now is a result of what I did wrong. And because of that, that mentality, 
that fact of not forgetting that mistake, there's nothing you can do about it, holds you down from growing. You forget your failures. You forget your sins. You have seen and you have moved on. God has forgiven you. You have prayed about it. Once you pray about it, it's it's done. You know, I was talking to somebody and she was like, ah, feeling like she cannot move on, that she had failed God again and again in a particular area of her life. And I was asking her that you are feeling like this. You don't want to approach God or you are feeling you have disappointed God. Did you forget when the disciple asked Jesus, how often should my brother offend me that I should forgive? And he says 70 times 7, 490 times. If humans are given that task to forgive that much, how much more God? Are you saying that the blood of Jesus is not strong enough to clean up your mess repeatedly? your repeated mess. You know, at times we allow those things to hold us down. We allow those things to hold us down. But he had let go. He had forgotten. He had forgiven and forgotten about it. He has started a new work with you part-time. Remember that prodigal son? It's so interesting because when I look at that uh, 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 a parable, I laugh and I smile. He said, the guy desired that he wants half. He requested for half of the father's inheritance. This is my portion. And he took it away, went to another country and wasted it on riotous living. At least somebody must have taken the account. And then after he messed up, he still got up and came to his father. There was no point at which it was said that when he requested, the father argued. There was no point at which the father cursed him when he requested. The father never grumbled, but he just gave it to him. And when he came back also, the father did not ask him or even caution him, query him. He didn't say anything. He just accepted him back. Once you repent, once you retrace your step, God accepts you. So we need to let go of that too because that is part of the things that hold us down and hold us back. He said, I don't count myself to have apprehended. I don't think that I've arrived. But I forget these things. I forget the things that have happened, both positive and negative. Why do I forget those things? I forget them so I can reach forth onto those things which are before me. There's a lot before us. There's a lot that we can achieve. There's a lot that we can grow into, growing into the fullness of Christ. Growing in our relationship with the Holy Spirit. How often do you hear from him? How often do you pray? How often do you read his word? You can increase in those areas. You can intentionally increase. You know, I was talking to somebody, I said, look, uh, you're having challenges with sleep. You know, you can just go and lie down on the bed and wait for the sleep. And the sleep will finally come most of the time, if not all of the time. 
So we also have to be intentional about this. You just keep trying until you get it right. You pray for 30 minutes, you keep trying until you get it right. You feel God is ministering something into your, into your heart, you take that step, the thing did not work out, you go back and ask questions. Where did I miss it? It minister again, you go again. Remember Samuel, the Bible says that he heard and he went to Eli. And Eli said, I did not call you. When he heard again, he didn't just assume that um, maybe it's just one of those things. Maybe I'm hallucinating. He went to Eli again. Eli said, I didn't call. When he heard the third time, he said, he still went. You said, you just keep at it. Keep trying until you get it right. You keep trying until you get it right. And as you do, you just find out that that growth will come. You set a timeline. Working on your anger. Set a timeline. I don't want to be reacting like this again. Set a timeline. I want to be able to forgive. It says, forgive as your father in heaven forgives. How did he forgive you? He forgave you unconditionally. We have to be intentional about attaining maturity. We have to be intentional about working on each area of our life. You just hold that area and say, I want to work on you. Put God's word by it, and then you tackle it. Don't leave any everything to chance. Or else it will be bushy. It will grow and be a mess. Don't be intentional. Be intentional. God says he wants us to grow to maturity, to the fullness of Christ. He wants us to grow to the unity of faith. So because of that, he gave us the tools and he gave them what to teach us to be able to reach that maturity. Do like Apostle Paul. Don't say that you have attained, but say to yourself, say to yourself that I will forget the past. I will move on from here. I will move on to the next good thing that God has in stock for me. I will move on and become a better person in this area. Take stock of the things that you are doing as a believer and ask yourself if you are growing and if you are not growing, do the necessary things that is required for growth. The Lord will help us in Jesus' name. I pray that as we go out this morning, we'll stay with this word. We will ask questions in our hearts. We will speak to the Holy Spirit and he will show us areas that we need to work on to become a better person. Areas that we work on to become more spiritual. Areas that we work on so that this growth will be evidence to us and to others around us in Jesus' name. The Lord bless you.